Las Vegas, famous, fabulous playground of the West. A wide open town that never goes to sleep. Vegas! Vegas, baby, Vegas! You're either in or you're out. Right now. My best mates are going to Las Vegas this weekend. I'm told it's incredible. Las Vegas, here we go! Pack your bags and get ready. You're going to Vegas with someone who knows Vegas inside and out. This is Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi, the podcast. Cause I put you under my skin and I love you under my skin. Imagine the thrill of seeing Frank Sinatra in concert. As you know, that's impossible right now, but there are some wonderful tribute acts, and one of the very best, of course, is in Las Vegas. His name is Chris Jason, and Chris is with us today to talk a little about it. Chris, you grew up in a place called Little Italy, of course, in Providence, Rhode Island. With that in mind, was Sinatra always an important part of your life from early the early days? Absolutely. There was two things that were in your house on the wall. It was a picture of Jesus Christ and a picture of Frank Sinatra. Yeah, exactly. I can almost see the house, you know. And that music, exactly. that music is so good. But how do you dedicate your life to doing a tribute for that? Because he was so good, and you are one of the very best. But that's not an easy impression. Well, it's not even an impression. It's not an easy tribute. No, it's not. See, basically, in a nutshell, I grew up, well, say, around like six, seven years old, we'll go way back. And my uncle was actually one of the very first tribute artists around. And uh, his name was uh, David Anthony. And he was a very, one of the very first tributes to Engelbert Humperdinck. Mm-hmm. And I got the bug from that. He used to play some of the places in Vegas, and he played all over the cruise ships. And I, uh, I actually started listening to Engelbert before anything else. And then once I was introduced to Sinatra, which was from my grandmother and my papa and my mom. Um, it just, I just, it just, it was a natural fit, as you could say. Um, and it's just, it grabs you just like his, you know, he just, you put on any song from Frank Sinatra and it just every, there's something about the music that just grabs your, your heart and your soul in it. And that's what it did to me. And I just stuck with that since literally the age of six. And I guess it's one of those things where we didn't grow up in a time, we're not that old, thankfully, (laughs) where (laughs) where you had the big bands and stuff. But you can kind of go back in time because that music, and we'll talk a little about the great American song, but that that music is just incredible and holds strong today. It always has. I mean, it never dies. Um, As a matter of fact, there's people that come to see us at the show um, when we do the Rat Pack, there's young kids. I mean, I'm talking ages from 18 to 81. And some of the the younger kids, they walk in with fedoras, you know, and, and they walk in with, you know, Sinatra pins or whatever else. And they're literally just starting to get into it. And uh, which which makes me happy because they, 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 they're, they're, st- they're listening to good music. And it doesn't have to be. It's not just ballads and it's not just all that type of stuff. There's actually, you know, that, that music swings. You know, and it's still being played today in commercials and TV, movies, everything. I couldn't agree more. And you did something that I thought was really cool, you know, as one of the top tributes. You played in Canada with a uh, 50-piece symphonic orchestra. That must just be an incredible feeling, I would imagine. Correct. Now, I was was contacted by them, I'd say, maybe about uh, six, six years ago. 
and I've done several shows with them. And the uh, the conductor is an internationally acclaimed Canadian conductor, and and uh, a very good friend of mine. His name is Boris Brat. And each year they call me up, and they like to do different uh, concerts. Well, they want they never did a Sinatra concert, and they they sought me out. They saw a few things on YouTube, and they they looked at my credentials from everything else that I've done, and they said we'd like to have you come down and perform with the symphony. So uh, that was that was a, a while ago, and I sold out the very first show that they had, and then from there on out, every year I was going, except for this year, obviously, because of everything happening, I didn't go down. But um, yeah, it's been fantastic. A fifty-piece symphony orchestra. There's nothing like it. I mean, you could be on stage with the twelve-piece band, the seven-piece band, and it's just an, an immense rush playing with that many musicians: violins, cellos, basses, harps. You name it, they have it. You know. Performing as Sinatra, I would have to think, is an incredible feeling because it's not only the idea that you can sing well, and you can, but you've got to get kind of that whole persona. And his persona, a lot of people like to think they can they can do him and that sort of thing. Yeah. But there's a lot more to it, right? I mean, you got to really – I imagine you've studied quite a bit about his life and kind of the way he approached his craft. Exactly. I've studied the, pretty much everything I can possibly – put into my brain uh, about Frank Sinatra and you know it's difficult it's different for me and I say that because when you come to Las Vegas or anywhere else that there's maybe tribute artists that doing Frank Sinatra that, you know they try to get away with by looking like him and you know I, I, that's the one thing that I don't that I don't have I don't look like I look more like Robert De Niro than I do Frank Sinatra <laughs> you know so you know it was more or less I have to work a little bit harder at it if I want to be noticed because it seems that's the way it was going is people, you know, if you looked like somebody, you got that edge and, and all that stuff. But it doesn't happen to be that way because I know a lot of tribute artists that do Frank Sinatra, they look like him and sound nothing like him. Um, so, and, and for me, I had to study the quirks that he had, his movements, you know, and his talking fashion, which, you know, there was a similarity because I'm from the East Coast too, so I have some of that dialect that he had. Singing-wise, the phrasing, it wasn't just about singing, it was the phrasing and telling the story like he did, not just singing it and saying, I've got you under my skin. It's like, you know, anybody can do that. But to telegraph the story to each and every person in the audience and have them forget that you look like, you don't look like him is, is the magic that I like bringing to it because I don't need to look like him. You know, right. I can just do my part and sing the songs and people, will, they forget about it and they just enjoy what I'm doing. Well, that's what I like about your act. It's like you, you, you come in, okay, he doesn't look exactly like Sinatra. Trust me, it's forgotten quickly, especially when you go yeah. on one of those deals, because you can play around with the songs in the same way that Frank did. Right? Cause some, you know, like right. fly, you know, "Fly Me to the Moon" or right. uh, you know, uh, "Come Fly with Me." He changed the mm -hmm. words right on you, you know, every he now did. and then. He never did the same song twice. He never he never sang it twice the same way, and, and that was the beauty of him because he he owned the song. I mean, you could hear. Uh, you know, once you hear the first time singing "Come Fly with Me," after that, and you hear somebody else sing it, it doesn't sound the same because you're you're used to that one person singing it. Well, Frank, when he did played it live, especially in his live shows, he sang "Under My Skin" completely different every single take that you could listen to on an album. It's it's he says different words, he he phrases it differently, he laughs in between words, he he talks in between words, and that's what I've I've you know I like to say you know and I like to hate to pat myself on the back, but I like to say that I mastered that in a way because I've, I mean, I eat, sleep, and drink Frank Sinatra. If you want to be on top, you have to do that, whatever you do. 
Yeah. Well, I, I think part of it, too, is you bring the fun of that. I mean, I've been I wasn't fortunate enough to see him live, but I have right. seen lots of video and listened to lots mm. of audio. And there's a certain fun that's brought into there that goes yeah. to like what you were saying, even the way he talks. Those little uh, rants he'd do like during the show, that was very yeah. much a part of the uh, experience. It was. He'd tell a story about his home life back in Hoboken, New Jersey, and, and you know, you're just enthralled about what, what, what he's going to say next. It wasn't just some boring ramble on like some people do. It's you're really into what he's saying, and every little thing that he's saying has some type of comedy in it or some seriousness to it. But he grabs you no matter what he does, and he makes you feel like you're the person that he's talking to. Yeah, exactly. What excitement! And you're doing this. You're back. This is so great. You're back at the Tuscany now. The Rat Pack is back. I assume you're doing it with some other great people as well. And you guys must have a lot of fun with it because they had a lot of fun with it. Absolutely. You know, we we try to make it as original, uh, on original, as authentic as possible, rather. And it's Mr. Uh, Dick Feeney, uh, who also has the MJ Live show at the Stratosphere. And uh, I mean, our last show um, was March seventh. So we've been out since for like eight months. Okay. And um, finally, you know, we get the word that, uh, you know, we were going to be back in um, August. And obviously that got squashed and in September. That got squashed. And finally, we nailed it in and uh, we'll be back at the Tuscany, which is originally was downstairs in the Copa room at 730, um, which it still is at 730 at night. But now we move the showroom upstairs to the Florentine room which holds a lot more people, and we'd be able to, you know, socially distance people from the stage, uh, the, the 25 feet that's regulated now. So, um, But we will be back uh, Thursdays, Fridays, and Saturdays starting next Thursday. Well, that is exciting, and it's kind of interesting how you came to Vegas or how you became a regular here. You were discovered by the late Tony Saka, who was known as the entertainment ambassador of Las Vegas. We had him on the show a couple times. Right. A guy that had a real... Uh, eye for talent and, and especially I think he understood what worked in Las Vegas so that's quite a compliment to be kind of taken by the hand by a Tony Saka to come and stay in Vegas and you've loved it ever since uh, you know uh, my first time in Las Vegas and I, I was asked to come to Las Vegas in 2015 um, by the, the uh, Italian American Club in Rhode Island and I'm very good friends with all the boys down there and they, they gave me that slight push you know, we could have sent Chris to Vegas. We got people could have hear him in Vegas. Well, that got squashed, and something happened, and I wasn't able to go that yet. And uh, the president of the San Gennaro Feast, Anthony Parmesano, um, he he's the one that really he pushed me to get into the show and meet Tony Saka. So, 2016 came. Make a long story short, and I I got there, and um, you know, I, I met Tony for the first time, and he put me on a four o'clock slot. Now, mind you, that you know, there's no one there at four o'clock. It's it's just the band and sausage and peppers. That's all that's there. <laughs> so I asked him. I said, you know, Tony. I said, and I never I never met the guy before. So I, I I said, Tony. I said, there's no there's no one here. And he says, uh, you know, don't worry about it. People will be coming through. They'll be here, and you don't worry about it. People will know who you are as soon as you open your mouth, Chris. And I'm like, okay. So I sang for 45 minutes to no one there, like at all. <laughs> but little did I know, I was actually being listened to by some other people. And it didn't really matter if there was people watching me in the audience. It was the heirs that were listening to me backstage. So uh, it was Tony Saka. He, he called up Dick Feeney, and they, um, Dick Feeney had come down to see me two months later when I did the second San Gennaro Feast, shook his hand, a very nice gentleman, and um, he thought I was lip-singing to the Sinatra CDs while he was in the parking lot 
um, he said, are you going to be li- lip singing? I said, no, I, that's me. Wow. And he was like, you've got to be kidding me. <laughs> yeah, so he gave me his email. He emailed me back, and we did some correspondence via email. And uh, the next thing I know, he's flying me down to Vegas to audition for the Rat Pack. It is fantastic. And we mentioned it before, but I want to get on a little more detail with you now. The Great American Songbook. What is yeah. it about that music that just seems to go on and on and people love it and you can see people like paul mccartney and rod stewart mm-hmm. all want to sit there and put and sing the same music so is it just the is it the the music is it the lyrics what is it about that music that's just so uh powerful it's timeless uh and it back then and even now i mean songs that are, are continually added to the American, great american songbook but the original stuff that's in there that the Tommy Dorsey's and the, you know, and, uh, you know, Nelson Riddle and all that stuff. It's, it's the words meant something back then. There were actual lyrics. You can understand what they were saying. They meant something to people. It wasn't just words written down on paper that, you know, that were, there was no swearing. There was no nothing. It was, there were love songs. There was swing songs and happy songs. And, you know, you even got people like Lady Gaga, you know, obviously doing the, you know, the songs with Tony Bennett, you know, it's mm-hmm. everybody's inspired. You know, uh, Adam Levine from Maroon 5, you know, he they did all they all were part of that 100th anniversary for Sinatra when he turned 100, you know, and they all did a part of that great American songbook. It's it's the songs that they mean something to people, you know, and uh, they and they still do going back from, I mean, the 1920s, 30s, 40s and 50s. You can ask anybody. Somebody knows something. Fly me to the moon. Uh, anything somebody knows something from the great american songbook i don't care who you are exactly and well and you know you do this tribute act with frank but regarding frank sinatra and sinatra has a heck of a long uh career from the early yeah. days where he was a true crooner and had right. w- the first person to really have women screaming in the, in the <laughs> aisles and so forth all the way through the swing days and even in his later career do you try to find all those times or are you just trying to uh match him up and in, in doing it a one level i hope that made sense you know what i'm saying uh, yeah and you know what i i'm not uh, when i say when you say match up to him i mean there's only there's only one frank i, I think what i'm doing is just trying to keep his the spirit the legacy and the, the music alive of what he brought to people what he brought into people's hearts their homes their lives and um you know if i can do that part to keep that music alive and have that essence on stage and have people say, wow, he reminds me of Frank Sinatra when he did this and when he sang this and when he talked like this and when he said this joke and we did this thing. That's what I want from it. It's very, it's very fulfilling for me to do that on stage and jump into his shoes because I don't really consider myself a, a tribute act to the, to the fact of saying, you know, I'm going on stage and I'm, I'm, I am Frank Sinatra. I'm myself portraying Frank Sinatra and I'm doing it to the best of my ability, but I'm not impersonating him. I've always sang like that. And if it sounds similar to Frank, then uh, and that's great. And I've been given a gift. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. That, what that, a compliment. That's all I care about. You got to see him. Chris Jason, if you like Sinatra music, you will love Chris Jason. And uh, now, first of all, let's tell them where you're going to be. Okay, the Tuscany, every Thursday, Friday, and Saturday over at the Tuscany with the Rat Pack is back. And that's always a fun show. Correct. That's going to be in the Florentine room. So when you walk into the Tuscany, you want to go walk over to the escalators. They bring you upstairs and you'll see the Florentine room. There'll be all signs of the Rat Pack. And it's myself as Frank Sinatra and the incomparable Mr. Drew Anthony, who's played Dean Martin in Vegas for years. And he's amazing. 
And we also have Kyle Diamond as Sammy Davis Jr. And we have special guests like Joel Rigetti, um, who's also a Vegas icon showgirl in Las Vegas. She's also part of the show and was also a seven-piece big band as well. Yeah, and it's kind of fun to sit there and just kind of go back in time and really when um, that was an act you know a lot of big stars come into Vegas and we love that but there was nothing like the excitement in town and boy it, it was just the hottest thing in the United States back in the uh, late 50s early 60s it was a, it was like a bomb going off it's a, that's what it was like it was like a, just a bomb of energy i mean they filmed oceans 11 down here in between in between going to do the shows at the sands you know, every time they did the show, and now that sand show was like a week long sometimes, and they would go in between, and they'd shoot the scenes for Ocean's Eleven, go right back to the sands and do a show, go back to Ocean's Eleven, do a scene, go back to the sands. It was crazy, and everybody knew when they were here because it was one big, one big party. Yeah, absolutely. And also, in addition to that, you're also, uh, you've got some dates around town. Uh, where are some of the places we can look for you uh, doing solo, Sinatra? Okay, well, I will be uh, at Prosecco, which is in Boulder City. Um, that is uh, this Wednesday, tomorrow, and I'm also going to be at Prosecco from 6 to 9, uh, the 18th and the 25th of November as well. Um, those are all Wednesdays. And um, I'm also going to be debuting at the, um, the Ritzy St- uh, Sterling Club in the Sterling Room, and that is this Friday from 6 to 9. And it's a dinner slash show, and uh, they're really excited to have me there. I don't think they've had a Sinatra thing there at all since since in, until they have me. So this, they're really looking forward to it this Friday at the Sterling Club. It's a great place to see entertainment, and uh, so is Prosecco's too. So, yeah, lots of opportunities. Chris, Jason, best of luck. Hope to have you on again soon. I really appreciate it, my friend. Have a wonderful day. Want to fly somewhere? Looking for cheap flights or cheap tickets? Then call. That's right. Call the low-cost airline travel hotline now for prices so low, we can't publish them anywhere. Low-cost airlines has all kinds of cheap travel deals. Fly domestically and save up to 75%. You can even fly internationally and save even more. Yes, fly anywhere in the world and save a lot of money on your plane tickets. We'll even save you money with cheap travel deals on hotels, rental cars, even complete travel packages. So don't book your tickets until you call us first for the absolute cheapest prices on U.S. and international airline tickets and hotels. Call right now for prices so low they can't be published. Travel experts are here 24-7 to help. 800-296-1337. 800-296-1337. 800-296-1337. 800-296-1337. That's 800-296-1337. Hi, this is Dr. Annette of The Dr. Annette Show. We've been talking today about COVID-19 and steps you can take to possibly prevent or mitigate infection. Silver and zinc have been used for centuries as disinfectants and as antimicrobials. We're offering you this special discount to make it easier and more affordable to get these essential silver and zinc liquid mineral supplements. Visit our website at www.elementalresearchinc.com and use promo code VEGAS20 to get 20% off silver and zinc products. Once again, that's www.elementalresearchinc.com and use promo code VEGAS20 to get 20% off silver and zinc products. Professional line not included. We are all in this together, and we can get through this. Learn more at ElementalResearchINC.com and use the promo code VEGAS20.
These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease.